And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back here, back to you. It's our first regular episode of the season, um, of the the year, I guess. Um, we're back to talk about the Rolex 24 at Daytona and all the stuff that happened there, as well as catch up on barrels, and I mean barrels, Alex, of motorsports tea, some that I have not tasted yet. Yeah, you're, you guys are going to get the live reaction of Zach's, Rex, Zach's reaction to the tea. It's going to be great. It'll be Can't like wait. a, it's like a tea tasting for me. Cause I don't, I, some, yeah. I took a peek and I'm like, what? Huh? Dale Jr. is doing what? Yeah, don't they taking a peek? It's like a clickbait thumbnail. Dale Jr. did what? So, um. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be in a lot of uh, discussions <clears throat> later in that. We're going to talk about Kevin Harvick's retirement. We're going to discuss Suraz yeah. Racing's future. I got some funny be stuff fun to say segment. about that. I'm excited for that because I got some I got some stuff to say. I yeah, always there's, have If there's say. news, there's news. We're talking about it later. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to talk about the Rolex. Yeah, so um, the Rolex 24. So me and Alex had two very different experiences with it. I only really got to watch like the last three hours of it because Saturday I was busy. And then um, Saturday night I was like, well, I was playing with you mostly, but um, I, I still wasn't really paying attention yeah. to it. Alex, how many hours of the Rolex 24 did you watch? I watched all 24 hours of the Rolex 24. I was up. You're insane. That's insane. I did it. Because I, I, I couldn't. I'd have to, like, n- like maybe one year, if, like, Kyle Larson's in it again, maybe one year I'll, like, take off the Monday or something. But, like, right? how, so... Yeah, tell this... me, tell me about that whole journey of staying up for the twenty-four hours. Did you almost give up? What was it like? It all started when I tweeted that I would watch the whole twenty-four hours, stay up for it if Joseph Newgarden did it. And then J.R. Hildebrand, last week's or last episode's guest, listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Um, J.R. Hildebrand replies to me, says, "You better get ready." And I'm like, "What does that mean?" And then, like two months later, it was announced Joseph and Scott McLaughlin. The bus pros were going to do it together, and lo and behold, they did. So I set, I kept, kept my word. I stayed up for the whole twenty four hours. Um, I honestly did not have a problem. Like I started it like usual, pumped, pumped up. That is wild. And then, yeah. Then later in the evening, uh, you and I streamed on Twitch on your Twitch channel. Oh God, we played Mario so Kart. That was fun. That was so fun. We're doing that more, by the way. If you uh, if you ever want to interact with us live, we're definitely going to do that. Twitch.tv slash DreamyZach. <laughs> yeah, that was so fun. Yeah. Whenever we play Mario Kart, we're always just saying, like, we yeah, just dream people this need to days. hear this. People need to hear this. <laughs> um, but then after you went to bed, I went back to watching the race. I pulled up my laptop and I like played other games in the background. And yeah. I had my Switch. I was just playing video games mostly for 24 hours. I'm going to be real honest. IMSA is fantastic background noise. Like, okay. I'll, I'm watching it. But you know, like those TikToks where it's subway surfers on the bottom? That is insane. Is something else. That is an insane That's analogy. Literally, <laughs> that is literally what I was doing. IMSA was the top screen and the bottom screen was a video game. That's what I was doing. God. Um, and I told myself, hey, if I get too tired, like 3 to 6 a.m., I'll just take a nap. Like, whatever. I wasn't tired. I kept going, I kept going. Once I got to 10 a.m., two hours left, I kept, I started dozing off. I was like, am I going to make it? But I did. I pulled it off. Um, the last hour really, like, got me back into it. It took me a hot minute to fall asleep after. 
But wow. Yeah, I did it. Did a lot you, of video games and snacks. Did and you wake up like right before the race started? Like, did you like sleep really late that day before the race? Yeah, the the night before, I didn't go to bed until 3 a.m. Oh, I like just tried staying up as long as I could. Yeah, because I um, feel like the ultimate strategy is you wake up right before the race starts. Is that yeah, what you did? I ended up waking up, I think, an hour and a half before the race. Okay, that's yeah. pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'll do it again. If you ever want to do it together, I'll do it. I, other than that, I... I mean, it's one of those things I want to do it eventually. Like, yeah. it's a bucket list thing. You have to. Or, you yep. know? And especially at the comforts of home. I don't think I'd... At the track, I don't think I'd be able to do it, you know? Oh, no. Because that's exhausting. Hell no. Um, <laughs> I ain't doing that at the track. But... So it's like, and I ain't going to do it for Lamar. I don't care. Daytona? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my baby. That's actually legi- legitimately yeah. one of my favorite races ever. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe next year we'll see. Like, I think it would have to have some appeal to me. Like, you, you know, having the bus bros in it is at least something, even mm-hmm. though they didn't do much, um, unfortunately. But, like, Kyle Larson doing the Rolex again, um, or... I don't even know. Actually, I don't really care about yeah. anybody else. I wish I mean, the I wish the Ally Forty Eight team was still doing it, but I understand. Yeah, know. I kind of miss them. Yeah, I miss them too. And the thing was, it was honestly perfect for me because Joseph and Scott did the night shifts in their car. So I think Scott was like three to six a.m. and then Joseph was like midnight to two or something. So I was like, I got to watch them during the night hours. Like, imagine if it wasn't. Like, that would have kind of sucked. They ain't going to let the uh, other guy do drive that car at night. Hell no. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that. But, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun interacting with people on Twitter throughout the night. Like, I wasn't tweeting actively, like, at 2 in the morning. I was mainly just grinding on this game. Like, that's basically all I was doing all night. What just, game like, are you playing? tweeting something. Um, you ever heard of Toontown? I've been playing a remake of that. Jesus Lord. <laughs> Um, why did I even ask? I don't even uh, know why a, I asked. I was just like curious about something well, else. It's a, it's a kids game, but like all games like are a bunch of people my in the twenties that really like remade it. But having fun doing that, just a very yeah. grindy game in the background, very casual. Like it's a mindless game. Yeah. Stardew Valley. Love Stardew Valley right now. Um Yay. It's mainly just those two. <laughs> True. Um True. I got married Jeez. in Stardew. That's something that happened. Aww, you're so cute. I know. Um, but yeah, should we talk about the race itself? So Tom, I keep getting his name wrong. Tom Blomquist and Acura Maya Shake Racing they dominate um GTP, which is the new top class in IMSA WeatherTech. Um, I assume it stands for Grand Touring Prototype. Ish. Oh, girl. Does, I don't know. Doesn't matter. But it's basically the new hybrid hypercar hypercars. Um, but they're hybrids. They, so were, they replaced the DPIs. Yeah. So, but it's been apparently um, a big talk of their what's it called? Um, their attrition, right? Because of this, yeah. there's a lot of new things with the car. Um, we did see a lot of problems, and even like the number sixty team, the entire twenty four hours, they were worried about. Um, that car falling apart, even though they dominated. Um, there was a lot of talk that people thought LMP2 might win the overall because of concerns with how the GTP could handle 24 hours of racing. And if there were some issues. We'll talk about some of those with the GTPs. But 
LMP2 did not win overall. It was still GTP. And the 60 itself, you kind of alluded to it, they had issues as well. Like at midnight, both the Acuras, the top two finishers, they had issues around midnight, and they had like extended pit stops. And it turned out the 60, it was a scheduled stop because they knew this is a possibility. The There was something with the oil, and it was mixing with something, yeah, with and the they fuel, like had the a fuel. whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to like do a pit stop to like drain it. How does that even happen? That's insane. I don't. I don't know. But then, they, the sixty also had a gearbox issue for the rest of the race, and they were just very concerned. Like, oh my gosh, something might go wrong. And that's why I think NBC was really hyping up, like anything could go wrong because the sixty had that issue in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then the ten had a similar issue, but they had to go behind the garage to fix it. I think it was more severe. They only they went two laps down and they got both of them back. That is really impressive. That is really impressive. And you know what? I think it's good. That's a whole positive thing because normally, like, because that's the spirit of a twenty four hour race. You know, the race cars inherently are not normally designed to run for twenty four hours. The entire point of endurance racing is to test these race cars to see which ones can last for 24 hours and i think the gtp class having issues like that which are normal with the new car brings some of that spirit back into this race because i remember years prior nbc would broadcast this as a it's a 24-hour sprint race right everyone's going hard all the time but now you have teams and drivers not using the curbs for the entire 24 hours you have teams and drivers being careful with the parts, being careful with the driving. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that's a, I think it's kind of cool that it kind of brings some of that spirit back yeah. into it. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and we'll see if that happens throughout the season too in IMSA. Because yeah. like, they have other long races, like endurance races as well. So be curious to see if yeah. these not issues, but potential issues linger, yep. or if, like, it won't even be a topic come Petit Le Mans. Yeah, and, I mean, Sebring's their next race, too, so that's, you know... You that's don't a even, rough track. You don't even... Oh, my God, right, it's so rough, and you don't even get, like, a, you know, nice two-hour sprint race to, you know, see if you figured things out. Nope. 12 hours on the roughest track yep. in the country. Let's go. <laughs> like, that's... Great schedule. Great schedule from WeatherTech IMSA. That's great. Um, So... Yeah, um, how about Elio Castroneves? And he is, what a, what a moment of his career that he's having. How old is he? He's like almost 50, right? He's in his 40s, like, for sure. Like, he has late 40s. four Indianapolis 500 wins, could still get a fifth, never know when, has now won three Rolex 24s in a row with, what, two different teams? Because he won with the 60 team last year, um... And then yep. he won with the 10. And I think he was before. with the 10. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's just really cool. Colin Braun, um, adjoining Tom Blomquist and Elio Castroneves. Colin Braun, who you might remember from the truck series back in the day. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember him. And of course, Simon Passiano, who loves to talk crap. Um, they joined, um, they joined the 60 team as the drivers of that team. And, a lot of the GTP cars only had three drivers, but the 60 was one of the few with four, I noticed, which was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Elio is 47, by the way. Wow. 
That's insane. Yep. And we'll get to that kind yeah, of that age. Will... I mean, Kevin Harvick's that age, and we'll talk about him later. And like, like Elio, Elio, Elio will be, Elio will be forty-eight in May. And yeah, like he's really having like a big resurgence in his career. And honestly, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I should have asked Avery. Avery, if you're listening, let us know um, how he compared to Braun Pagano and Blomquist. Blomquist was a rocket the entire night. Blomquist was number one. Like, he was their ace. Race he long. was their ace. It sounds but like he was. And I, I wonder how Castroneves compared because. You know, he is older now, and he's not performing as great in IndyCar. Um, but I will say, there was a restart later in the night. I think it might have been before the, the 60 had the pit for the issue. But he ends up going on the restart, and he ends up spinning. Castro Neves does. And that set them back as well, and they still recovered from it. But, oh no, just curious how Elio compared to the others. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to look that you up. You mentioned... You mentioned uh, Simon Paginode, and I think you have a lot to say about this. This is a spicy topic. I just think it's. I personally think it's playful, but I, don't I do. Know. I was it... some background on it. A... But Simon Paginode made a comment about passing Joseph Newgarden on the racetrack, and Joseph or Simon said, I passed him on the high banks, and it felt quite nice. And there was another point where Simon got like a warning for unnecessary contact with a car. And I guess he said that he thought it was Joseph and Joseph was asked about this in the media center. And Joseph said, Hey, he doesn't get many opportunities these days to pass me. I'm sure he enjoyed it, which that is a very funny. I just think it's silly because it's just like, you're not even in the same class. Like you have two completely different race cars. You're not even racing each other. Like, what do you want? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't get it. It's not even funny. You also have the fastest car there. Like, I would chill out. Whatever. I just I hope you're passing. Stupid. I but... hope you're passing him. Especially with Joe Ferran- Ferrandez, whatever his name is, in that car. Lord have mercy. You're talking about John Ferrano. Yeah, I know. I'm confused. It's about John Ferrano. I got his name wrong on purpose. So I'm not that dumb. Um... But, yeah, uh, Zach, you were very upset about this uh, when this quote came out. Are you, uh, do you have anything else to say about Simon Pagenaud? He should win an IndyCar race that wasn't, you know, with Team Penske before he won't talk, won't talk crap. What was his last win? 2020 he- Iowa? Or I think so, yeah. My boy talking a lot of crap. He, he, he could win the Indy 500 in the 60. He could. We're a good team at Indy. All right, do it then. He, he, he could. <laughs> do it then. <laughs> All right. But, do it then. I'm waiting. I, I talked about this on the stream we did. There is like a little rivalry between Simon and Joseph. And I don't know like if this was playful or serious, yeah. whatever. I wasn't really but, aware of this until you brought it up. Yeah. In 2017 at Gateway, the championship was between Passionode and Newgarden. And... At Gateway, um, very late in the race, coming on the straightaway, last second into the into, entering turn one, Joseph made a huge move, very low on the racetrack to get around Pagano for the lead, and in a way that really put Joseph in prime position for the championship, and he did win. 
And then also at Gateway in 2021, there was a moment where New Garden and Pagano were side by side and they made contact and it ruined Pagano's race. Like it made Pagano spin, I believe is what happened there. He spun and Simon was calling for Joseph to get a penalty for it. And that never happened. And Joseph went on to win that race at Gateway. So there's definitely like bitterness there, you know? Yeah. And I feel I feel like maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but when Paginode was there, he didn't really fit in to the rest of the group, like Power, New Garden. Even when uh, Montoya was there, that was before New well, Garden. So it was just kind of like Paginode never really fit in over there. What's so interesting maybe just is after, this, he, I don't know. after he won that championship in 2016, you know, he's on top of the world. Instantly contending yeah. for another one, but his new teammate comes in and wins the championship instead, knocks him off that high horse. He has a great year in 2018, contends for the championship again, right? No, just kidding. Nope, I'm thinking 2019. I don't know what he did in 2018, to be real with you. Um, but point is, it's like Joseph was there, took him off that you know top step on the podium for the championship when it was his. Mm-hmm. and um, So there could be some slight resentment there i mean whether it's a friendly or serious rivalry um either yeah. way why are you making those jokes when you're literally in a different class <laughs> like what right. are you doing dude whatever i don't um, know could could be reading too much into it i don't know yeah i mean i love simon it's interesting i love simon i love meyer shank racing i love pink i love it they're great yeah i'm a big fan of simon too yeah and we mentioned the wayne taylor racing with Andretti Autosport, that's a tiny bit of tea. That's, uh, that's now yeah. a thing. Wayne Taylor Racing and Andretti cool, Autosport are now. What, Michael Andretti just spending that money, I guess. Whatever. He likes. To um, spend we did money. mention that. He's like Matt. Collins. Uh, they recovered from that issue at midnight. Two laps down, finished P two. I thought they were gonna win it, and uh, Philippe Albuquerque was in the car at the I was, end. Oh God, I was rooting for them. Their livery, oh my God, that looked hot. It's they, so nice. They stepped it up on the livery department. That looked great. It was like metallic blue. It that did. Great. Um, and as Penske, the Penske Porsches new program, mm-hmm. um, and what Porsches like back in the top class in IMSA, I believe, making the these mm-hmm. GTP cars. The whole LMH thing, I don't don't even make me explain it. I can't. But I tried watching a video. We on had a hard time. So we will just you? call them GTP cars. You know, I feel like I need to call them something different. Whatever. Um. Emsa calls them GTP. Call them GTP. Yeah, which I hate how they name their classes. I don't... Whatever. Anyways, so both of them have, what, mostly mechanical issues, right? Yeah. Um, I don't even know the rosters for those teams. I should probably look that up. I don't even know who's in those cars. Yeah, go ahead. But the seven had electrical issues at first, and they came in and out of the race on and off. They kept going in and out of the garage overnight and during the day. Uh, the six with uh, Nick Tandy, they would always come through the field quite often, but then eventually the six had an issue as yeah. well. But they disappointing to, debut. They had Dane Cameron with them before, right? Before they um yeah, yeah okay. Before they left, yep. Yeah, okay. Sky, I recognize um, some of these names. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Pinsky. Yeah. No, keep going. I had no Pinsky had a. They had they had speed and everything, and just the issues got to them. And you know that might be on Porsche as well. They're coming back, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's the first race. I believe Roger Penske stayed up the whole 24 hours as well. Apparently, he does every year. Bro, how? They were sitting on the broadcast. Grandpa? What in the world? They they pan to a camera angle at like one in the morning. And they showed Roger Penske. He he has his own little section on like little pit box. He has his own little section that like sticks out just for him. It's awesome. He was still sitting there at one in the morning. Um... Yeah, yeah, a little disappointing, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. It's Penske. You know, I think it's really cool that Porsche's back, and I was just thinking about the commercial they had for the Porsche 963. That's what they call um, Mm -hmm. the GTP car. I I bet you enjoy the commercials, because some of them are kind of cool, like the car commercials. This was kind of random, sorry. Um, I was just thinking about that, because I was looking at the car names. Um, I, I remember... It might have been Brian Till or somebody talking about Joseph and Scotty and the potential for them to drive that car at the Daytona 24 next year now that they have experience. And I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. There was a comment. It might be the one you're talking about that they wanted to do this, but Penske said, or Penske and Porsche basically wanted people with experience already. Which that makes sense. So, to be honest, it makes sense. Yeah. So maybe. And by the way, they ran really good in LMP2 despite the issues they had. We'll talk about it soon. Um, perhaps they'll be able to get a ride next year. Yeah. Uh, moving on and to LM- sorry. another... And LMP2 is a great place to learn because it's a spec car, basically. So, um, yeah. But, and in fact, no, that's not our next topic. But LMP2 is our next topic. Um, but, but one more GTP topic uh the ganassi cars oh right ganassi, they sorry. i can't read sorry <laughs> the the ganassi cars they had a battle at the end and i wanted to mention this because it was kind of funny because they had chip ganassi on one side of the screen and the ganassi cars fighting ganassi at one point put his hands up yeah. and just kind of looked mad as hell like I'm... why are they racing so hard and like it was this? literally the two drivers that wrecked together at petite le mans like it was dude it was that cost one of them the championship I think it did. Oh my or, god! Like I think they were chasing down the ten, yeah, or something. Like I forgot that. about the implications of that. So seeing that again, I bet Chip was just like, "What are y'all doing?" Because I mean, they couldn't like, again, catch the top yeah. two Acuras. They, you know, battling like that. Um, it is what it is. The oh, the O one led a lot of hours, like overnight, with Scott Dixon at the wheel. Yeah, and the O two was really good as well whenever Alex Lynn was in the car and Earl Bamber was decent as well but talk about that in a second but at the end of the race as we're talking about the 01 passes Bamber and the 02 is Vander Zanda and like at this like they battle for like what four or five laps just side by side and it's it was fun to watch but if you're trying to win and chase down the Acuras, you need to just decide, okay, one of us needs to go. Yeah, just go, like... And... Yeah. This this is easy for me to say, but I put myself in that situation, and I'm just like, okay, let me just let this guy go, and we can go chase him down. Easy for me to say. Easy for me yeah. to say. But normally when I play competitive stuff, I try to be patient. I try to pick the patient option, and then work it out later. Um, But I'm not a professional race car driver, but... Fact of the matter yeah. is, it cost them time. It cost them time. It did. So, did not help. And I will say that Alex Lynn drove the zero two up to like first or second 
in his last stint. And then when they got Earl Bamber back in the car, he fell back to like fifth. And it was just kind of like, why didn't I don't understand why they didn't stay with Lynn for the finish personally. But um, and I don't think Alex Lynn would have raced the way Bamber did with Banter Zanda at the end either. But what do I know? Um, but yeah, that's how Ganassi race and that's GTP. Slay of the week. LMP2. Oh, my God. Finish. What a finish. Wow. Peak Daytona. That's peak Daytona. This is why Daytona Road Course is the best road course, ever, best track ever. Because you get the super speedway and you get the road course. It's great. Yep. It's perfect. L, like, that is why I love Daytona. That is perfection. Thank you, useless LMP3 car, for letting that kind of happen. But what was interesting is, like, yeah. um... The I don't even know what his name is. The driver that was in the LMP, James Allen. James Allen, I remember in his interview, he said he knew that he could pass him down the straightaway because last time, last lap by, he beat him to the line. So he remembered that, yep. just trailed him through the whole lap. I mean, that is just so cool to have the confidence. Yep. But like, it, the confidence to just try it again and then it works. Like that, that's really cool. That's, that's a sleigh. That's a sleigh. That's a sleigh moment. It is a sleigh. And, you know, Ben Hanley did a really good job as well, who lost in that race, because he was holding them off for the last couple, like, ten minutes or so. No, it was a fun battle all the way to the end. And LMP2 is arguably the closest race all night long. Like, GTP, you have different leaders here and there, but LMP2 is always close the entire time. Top four, really. Yeah. And then another, another thing with LMP2... Uh, Tower Motorsports. That's the car number eight that the Bus Pros were in. Number eight, Black my favorite. one of the race they had. Number eight, yeah, for Dale Junior. And but uh, they had an issue lap one. It's seemingly because of a water bottle. That's what <laughs> they said. I don't exactly know how that, that is happens. Insanely funny. But, uh... That is insanely funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was the driver's water bottle. It was like leaking. That is insane. That's crazy. I bet it was. I bet it was John Ferrano's water bottle. It must have. Uh, been. That's insane. But they had the electrical issue, and it made the car just stop running. And it cost them ten laps. They went ten laps down, and the race was seemingly over. It was not off to a good start. It was very disappointing. I was disappointed. But throughout the race. They managed to rally and come all the way back up to P5 in class. They were dead last at one point in 61st. Overall, I think they got it to like 15th, 14th, uh, finished 5th in class. Really good recovery. Oh, yeah. And they, they had the pace to win. It's unfortunate they didn't get that chance to. But Joseph and Scott, they got the experience um, to come back next year, hopefully, and try again. But, yeah, yeah, great comeback. Really for cool them. recovery. Again, that's what the Rolex 24 is about. Um, yeah. So, flop of the week. And you're going to know more about this. Flop of the week. I have another flop. But I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. John Ferrano, who was one of the co-drivers to Scott McLaughlin and Joseph Newgarden. Every time he got in the car, something went wrong. Alex, would you like to elaborate? Every time this man sat in that car... Disaster struck. What was he He's... cooking? I don't know, but he burnt it. Whatever he, he was cooking, it, it was burnt. burnt. He wasn't cooking nothing in there. 
He was cooking some but, water. He was cooking the electrical panel. That's what he was cooking. So, John Ferrano, he qualifies the car, wrecks it in the bus stop. Already a setback. Why is he and qualifying? Then, why? How does that work? I why is he why qualifying? He qualified. What? And then I'm talking in, too much trash. I don't I'm know. Sorry. No, it's fine. I don't know why he was. It's kind of a weird decision, in my opinion. Uh, and then he starts to race. The car dies because of a water bottle. And then you know, eventually his stint ends, and they put someone else in the car. I believe it was Kiffin Simpson. Uh, got in the car next. He was the fourth driver in this car. Indy next driver. Uh, he gets in the car. Perfectly fine. And then I think it was Joseph got in the car. Scott got in the car. Whatever. While we're doing our stream. John Ferrano gets back in the car. And there's a clip of the eight car spun. And he got he got he collided into someone because he braked wrong. He basically just like. I don't know how to explain it properly. That's, I haven't seen it in a while. But he caused an incident, is what I'm trying to say. He braked wrong. He had no reason to happen. <laughs> I guess he did break wrong. <laughs> did he hit the brakes? Uh, That's the question. <laughs> did he, he forget? Not have, did he but... forget they were there? <laughs> we are talking so much crap about a man we don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure this is a great guy. He owns the team. Oh, so he gave Joseph and Scott this uh, choice opportunity he and Kevin Simpson. The team. But I'm pretty sure he's all a team money. Yeah. He put himself in the car. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, did he not find a fourth driver? Like, I don't. I think he wanted to. I don't know. But that's some ego. Yeah. Sorry. Let me stop. He's probably Listen, great. Let me he look does up get flop of the week. Let me check racing reference. He does get flop of the week, but like, we're, some, we're, ma we're mainly joking. But also, like, come on. Every time he got in the car, something went wrong. That's gotta be a flop. Dude, this but... man is old. Not old, but like, he looks like... I don't want to say what I oh think he gosh. looks like. I don't think that's appropriate for the podcast. But, well... You can tell me after. You, you tell know. me in the break. Oh, okay. No data. So, oh, hold on. What's he? What did he do last year? What did he do last year? Let's see. I think the tower car. They won the Rolex, and I think they won the IMSA championship last year. And I think he was a driver. Whatever. I don't care. Um, Are you finding that? But I anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's. It was fun watching overnight, seeing them continue to make up positions. Um, one more thing. Um, GT and GT Pro, I don't have much to say about them, or LMP3. LMP3 was just in the way the whole race. Yeah, we need actually, um, yeah, keep going, keep talking. But GT and GTD Pro, they had some solid battles throughout the race. And But GTD, I saw this on Twitter earlier. A GTD, the winner, the heart of racing Aston Martin, they actually beat every single GTD Pro car in the overall. I think that's really cool. That is cool. I didn't... That doesn't normally happen because they are, I believe, the slowest. I don't know if LMP3 is slower. Well, so... But... There's... I mean, they are the exact same cars, but it's just they have amateur drivers in them. Or half of the right. roster's amateur drivers. Right. So, theoretically... 
it's not the biggest shock that this happens, but considering that, you know, GTD Pro has, well, professional drivers, it's a little, it's a little much, because yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure, I think that you, it, you have to have Pro and AM drivers in your, um, and what, LMP2, LMP3, and GTD Vanilla. They need to call it yeah. GTD AM. I don't know why they don't, um. Yeah. But yeah, so, that, and, but that's really cool, though. It is really cool that that yeah. happened. Um, you and I, you and I need to get in a GTD car, a GT car. No, we need to get in an LMP3 we're, we're... car. We need oh, to. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're because you're right. flop of the week is the LMP3. Because why are they on track? Why? What are they cooking? Is this the second or third year they've been in the Rolex? I think it's the third. I think it's the third. Like, yeah. Why are they here? Because they're just field fillers at this point, and it's just like what the they winner. Are beat the second place driver by like or the second place car by like what eight ten eleven laps like something like that it was crazy and i heard somebody say that like oh that was kind of cool because it's attrition no it's they're they're not it wasn't attrition they are literally roadblocks and i don't think it's really it they don't make sense lmp2 is already the prototype you know, pro-am class, right? That's the spec mm. pro. You have amateur drivers with your pro drivers. That's LMP2 fills that purpose. What purpose does LMP3 fulfill that LMP2 does not already? Besides filling I the agree. field, which it really doesn't fill the field that much more. Do we really need 61 yeah. cars at the Rolex? I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't know. But a lot of these LMP3 teams can probably move up to LMP2 with just different drivers. I mean, I would imagine I don't know what goes probably into have that. most of the same cars. Yeah, cuz it's just I don't know what goes into it, but mm -hmm. I I just think it's silly. Um I don't know if I it think. lets because what the Emsa prototype challenge they run in LMP3 cars. I don't know if like they hop up into, you know, hop up into the Rolex. I don't know if that happened to be honest with you. I don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. But um another flop um, a third flop. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. A third flop is the control alt delete jokes on the broadcast. Every time a car would they shut made off, way they made way too many of them. Girl, we get it. Oh my god, get some new. Why content. are they just now? Why are they just now making these jokes? We've had control alt delete forever. Like it's just like it's a brand new thing. Yeah. Like, like I don't. And I thought it was because of, like, the new hypercar thing, the GTP cars, but mm -hmm. I don't even think so. I think, it, like, they would do it on an LMP2 car shutdown. Like, come on, stop. Shut yeah, they, up. They did it when the tower, they did it when the tower LMP2 died. They said, control, alt, delete, do yeah. it. And then Bill, whatever like, his name. No. Oh, what is his name? Bill. I love him. What is his name? You know. Bill who? Like, Oberlin? No. Bill driver. Brian Till. Brian Till. <laughs> oh. No, no. Oh, if you said Brian, I would have got you. Brian, Brian Till. Till. He's, yeah. he, he was talking about his laptop experiences, comparing it to that. Like, dude, shut up. I love Brian Till. Don't let me shut up. He's cooking in that booth. But, God. Besides that, though, or Alex, were you going to say something? I was going to say, you mentioned the IMSA pilot challenge. Um, forgot to add it to the doc, but Harrison Burton won the. It's the pilot challenge. Ah! So slay of the week to Harrison Burton. Slay! Yes! yes! <laughs> he, he had Zane Smith as his teammate, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because they run... Harrison, 
drove from eighth to first in that last stint. That was awesome. Because what the IMSA the pilot challenge is, I believe, um, it's what touring cars and something else. I think yeah. some like GT four cars, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, maybe GT three. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So overall, solid race. I I enjoyed the last three hours that I got to watch. Um. I mean, I was kind of bummed that I couldn't watch it a lot this year, but I have the rest of the years of my life to, you know, watch it. So I'm not oh, too yeah. bummed about it. Um, and, But I, I'm glad I got to see kind of the finish, um, the LMP2 finish especially. I wish the 10 car could have brought more of a fight to the GT. We didn't even mention the, uh, the GTD Pro. That battle that was going on with, um, mm-hmm. I don't even know what cars it was, but that. That was one of the best battles I saw. Um, yeah, with the Corvette. Jack Hawksworth was in. Jack Hawksworth was in one of them. Yeah, one of the, the, the Lexus. Drivers. Yeah, but that was great. that was a fun battle. Yeah. Um, and LMP3 kind of ruined that because it held up Hawksworth. Yeah. So yeah, another that flop little, for LMP3. Again, that little incident, like the LMP3 doesn't need to be on the track. They don't. Sorry. Hmm. Um. But yeah. So yeah, solid race. I'm glad I got to watch it all. Every single minute of it. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Hopefully I'm not busy whatever day Sebring is, because I always seem to be to be busy, but um I don't Did have you on your birthday. It's uh the last two um I believe the last two years it's been on the day I celebrated my birthday. So mm-hmm. um this year I have no plans, so <laughs> <laughs> gonna I mean honestly at this point, at my age, twenty three <laughs> almost, I just wanna watch Roll the the Sebring the 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 right. I can't talk. I just want to watch sports cars all day, motorsports even. Just me too, girl. I, I me don't too. Whatever. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a break and then we're gonna bring in the barrels of tea that we have to discuss and get right to it. So be right back. And welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast, the pinnacle of gay racing media, and talking about some really big news. Um, Kyle Larson. Oh, sorry. We're getting to the T, if you didn't realize. Um, We have barrels of tea to cover. Kyle Larson will be Kyle Larson. participating in the Pinnacle of Motorsports. Is that what it's called? The Pinnacle? Is That's not what it's called. Yeah. The greatest you spectacle. Call it that. The greatest spectacle in racing. That's what I was trying to say. Um, The Indianapolis 500, he plans to do it in 2024 with McLaren. Um, and he will do the double, so he will do the 600 in NASCAR afterwards. Um, you know, and it's funny because, you know, I was like, oh, Kyle Larson's going to do the 500, you know, last year. I was saying that, you know, he's going to do it in 2022, but it's interesting. They announced this very, not very early, I guess. I mean, maybe this is normal, but, um, pretty early, right? Pretty early. I mean, he's got an entire year to prepare I'm curious what that preparation is going to look like for him. Um, it's kind of similar to Jimmy Johnson because he did oval tests, you know, yeah. the year before he did, um, before he did the 500. I, I wonder if we're going to see Kyle Larson do an IndyCar race that's not the Indy 500 at like Texas, Gateway, Iowa. I mean, it makes sense. Like, is he going to do one of those? And by the way, this was announced 500 days before next year's Indy 500. And I think they announced it now, so it doesn't leak. It's probably the biggest reason. 
I imagine this has been in the works for quite a while. Like it's been rumored that Kyle Larson's going to do the Indy. You can't just like sneak him into an Indy car test. Like it's not just yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to leak. Um, like Adam Stern to be all over that. Everyone will know. And yeah. man, we're going to talk about Kyle Busch and stuff later. But I, I just think it's funny how McLaren passed up on Kyle Busch because of a paint color, but now they got Kyle Larson driving their Indy car at um the Indianapolis 500 next year. I. You know, it, that's just interesting, isn't it? it? If the it's HendrickCars.com is sponsoring. If that car doesn't have the McLaren colors on it, Kyle Busch could be mad as hell. Oh, you're gonna be mad as, as hell. It definitely like, will have the, the blue and it white. Will, it will have the orange. There's no way it won't. Yeah, because like, like it's Hendrick cars. Hendrick cars. It they doesn't have a solid branding. No, they don't. They don't have a solid color scheme. I mean, if you look back at Casey Kane's Hendrick Cars paint scheme, it was like black mm-hmm. and blue and like, you know. There's a black and red one. They had one that was, um, yeah, the black and red. So, yeah, it's like one of those brands that doesn't have colors attached to it, which gives it the flexibility yeah. to, okay, we can be on an orange McLaren. We don't care. <laughs> it's Kyle Larson. Hendrick. Right. It's Kyle Larson. <laughs> Who cares about the color of the car? Because you have Kyle Larson driving that, it. I'd say the same about Kyle Busch, but his sponsor is bright highlighter yellow, Kyle Busch's, so that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for that, man. Yeah. Kyle Larson, Indy 500. Oh, oh that's going to be great. I mean, you know, Kurt Busch finished sixth in his 500. You know, what can Kyle Larson, especially with the time he has to prepare for this? With McLaren, who could win the Indy 500 this year, they've been knocking on the door. What can he do? I mean, he could win it. I think he could win it. Genuinely, he could win it. Genuinely, he could win it. Um, because he's Kyle Larson. He has not driven something that he cannot win in. Yep. He's won the Rolex 24. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. he's he's incredible. I mean, I love him, obviously. So, very excited to see what he'll do there. Um, be interested to see what this kind of looks like as we get closer. If he will win a race or win, run a race this year. How he does in that. Um, I definitely think he should oh. do a race, though. He he should run at Texas or something, if that's logistically possible. Probably not. Um, yeah. Or, like, Gateway, even. Because that shouldn't be on the same time as a NASCAR race. But, um... So... This is interesting. You want to read this next point out? Because what? Yeah. This came out the other day. Uh, Brian Herta, the father of Colton, said that it's possible that he will try and field a car for Robert Wickens in the 2024 Indianapolis 500. Another 24 Indy 500 entry possible. Uh, If you remember, Robert Wickens had that nasty crash at Pocono a few years back. Um and he's done a couple races since. He did the pilot challenge this year, and he won it last year. And he's been doing a handful of things. They've been trying to figure out hand controls for the yeah, cars and what? everything. He's still paralyzed, right? Yeah, wow. like he's in a he has a wheelchair and everything. Yeah. Oh. Um, but if they can, fig- they say Ryan Herta said that if it's possible to make it work in an Indy car and be safe, that. That's something that they would love to do. And Robert Wickens put out a statement saying, well, since the news is out there, yeah, I'm trying to run the Indy 500 next year. That'd be such an amazing story. That's insane. 
just oh, on so I many would levels. Be so happy. Just on a like a mm-hmm. what's the word? I mean, having a paralyzed driver in the Indy 500 is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see how he can do with that. I'm because I'm sure it's different, especially with how important like the feel and the handling and the seat is. And if I don't know if he can even mm-hmm. feel down there like that. That's incredible. Um, wow. I don't even know what yeah, to say. Wow. Um, so Brian Hurdle would field it. So, like, what does that mean? Like, a, a separate team from... Because he he used to have his own team, Brian Hurdle did. It would probably be heavily affiliated with Andretti. Right. So and, yeah. like, an extra Andretti car. Like, do you remember the uh, Steinbrenner 88 car? Yeah, the car 88, yeah. Herta? I, yeah. I think that was Brian Herta affiliated. Yeah. I might be wrong on that. Probably. But um, I imagine it'd be like that. It's okay. not an Andretti car, but it's also an Andretti car. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But car. I would love to see that. We already have Larson. Seeing Robert Wiggins. 2024 Indy 500. Mark your calendars. That's looking yeah. up to be huge. Anyone else want to join? Like <laughs> Lewis Hamilton? Like you? Hell Bush. You got anything going on Kyle that day? Bush wants to join? Like, shoot. Um, uh, you know Kyle Bush is trying to join. Jimmy Johnson can go back. He's Jimmy Johnson made it sound like Nick, this year's not going to happen. So maybe Jimmy Johnson wild. next year. That's wild that he's just not going to do it this year. Um, I guess it just it's, won't happen. He says know. the door's closing. I guess that is T right there. That is T. Yeah. Um, let's talk about... We talked about a little bit with J.R. Hildebrand, which... Check that episode out, please. Um, That was really good. Um, mm-hmm. we talked about IndyCar's kind of marketing and where it should and can go, what would happen from it. Um, we got some, we got two things to talk about here. Two little things of tea, not little things, big things of tea. Um, IndyCar says they plan to, and I quote, significantly increase, whatever that means, marketing budget in 2023. So instead of a, instead of it being a, um, $5 budget, it's going to be a $15 budget. They're going to... No, instead of using Microsoft Paint to do the graphics, they're going to use GIMP to you to do the graphics. Oh, big upgrade! Oh my gosh, I'm trolling. Um, but factor cap, this is big factor cap. Like, what do you think? Do you think it will be a notable, like, well, I don't know. You know, you know what I'm trying to ask. I just oh. don't know if anything's really going to come from it. I I think there is truth to it that they are going to increase it. But I mean there has been changes to their social media plan already, which is a, affiliated with marketing. You know, last year and years prior, IndyCar would never mention anything their drivers were doing outside of IndyCar. Uh during the Rolex, they were actually talking about, hey, our drivers are doing the Rolex twenty-four. They would never have done that a year ago. Well, maybe that's improvement. Maybe they're just Joseph fans. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, um, like, yeah. that, I don't know if that's part of a budget for the marketing. I think it's an adjustment to their marketing plan and their social media plans. And that's good. That's a positive change. I'll take that. Yeah, I think it's um, more in terms of like what kind of content are we going to get with our drivers yeah. with these teams about our events um besides the i guess i'll kind of segue this into our next topic indycar and weirdly the cw um the network channel announced 100 days to indy airing this year is gonna 
what it's gonna be a like a docu series, kind of like Drive to Survive, about yep. the 100 days in the sport before the Indy 500. Correct. Yes. Like, and it's yes. gonna air. Is it airing during before Indy, or is it gonna air after? Like, is it gonna be? I don't know? know. We don't know. Okay. I don't know. I. So this is where my concern is. Is this in significantly significantly increased marketing budget just on this show? Because I could see that happening. And we talked about this on the J.R. Hildebrand episode. Once again, go listen to it. Um, I I just worry that it's only for this docuseries. I hope it's not. Because, you know, a lot of money is going into this, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. It's just, I really hope that it's not just this. Like, I'm hoping we have a lot more content on social media. I'm hoping we have a lot more promotion and, like, advertising. Like, we just need all of, like, all of it. Just needs more of everything. Yeah. And significantly increase. Sounds like that. But is it just for this? That's my concern. I think the doing this is cool. But you you can't copy F1 with Driver Survive. Because Drive to Survive really caught on when the pandemic started. People were stuck at home. There was no racing on either. So people flocked to that. And you got this whole new fan base from that as well. You're a little late. You know, like, this is a cool idea. I don't, I'm not against it. I'll watch it. Yeah. But it's just, you can't, don't put all the eggs in this basket is what I'm hoping they're not doing, you know? So, we'll see. You know, we'll find out. I need to watch Race for the Championship, NASCAR's little drive. It was good. It wasn't really, because honestly, the episode I watched... I, lo- I thought it was cool. It was the track house episode. But it made mm-hmm. me irrationally angry because I just I just felt like it was so dramatic about stuff that wasn't mm-hmm. actually dramatic. Like obviously that I mean that I, happened with F1's Drive to Survive. Um but mm-hmm. I have to go back at my tweet. I, it was just it just didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel genuine to me who actually watches the racing like the drama that mm-hmm. they were having and it i think it had something to do with the playoffs and the manufactured entertainment that creates it made me irrationally yeah. angry but i couldn't be like there wasn't quality to it because there was having a shot of yeah. justin marks you know giving a speech to his team that was great that was great yeah i mean it was cool so i i think it's yeah it's not going to be a negative unless this is their significant increase in the marketing. What we need yes. is just more on the socials, more, well, really getting more people to watch the races, doing whatever it takes to do that um, through your advertising, through your um, general just marketing, whatever entails into that. Hopefully it's not just a show. Yeah. And again, it's got to continue after mm-hmm. the Indy 500. It cannot just be an Indy 500 thing. Or you're not and you know we we saw we saw glimpses of that last year with Iowa. Like yes. Iowa had really good marketing, but now those prices are skyrocketing. Um, yeah, that's insane. Like, like <laughs> I I didn't buy tickets this year because the same it it would have been like literally more than double the price to go again. And like that's very unfortunate. I planned on going, but alas, and I don't know. Like you can't. I don't know. It's really frustrating. 
If it's like, yeah, we need more Indy 500s, a big deal. I I understand why they're doing it around Indy, but there's also a championship going on, and that's intense as well. There are 16 other races, which sometimes rival how good the Indy 500 was. I don't know. I feel like we're missing out on just that, you know. Yeah. But T. We'll see. And your comparison about race for championship that is a concern with IndyCar because honestly. Outside of like Grosjean and like Santino Ferrucci, um, everyone in IndyCar is all buddy buddy, to be honest. And that's not a bad thing, but it's just like, how are they going to fabricate this to make it look like there's a bunch of drama? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's like, certainly, I'd rather there's certainly the intensity... drama in some of the moments of like driver, like Colton Herta hitting the wall in Nashville or, you know, oh, yeah. the the entire both national races actually um <laughs> like there's drama in there but sorry i cut you off what were you saying i was just gonna say i'd rather it be about the actual racing like the nashville thing i could understand that making it into a show like this because that was a huge moment because colton herda dominated that race probably should have won it made a mistake like if it was focused on stuff like that yeah that'd be cool but i mean they could have an just, entire episode know. about qualifying too which would lose some of its charm if no one actually goes home this year. If it, that yeah. is a thing, though, that's a great episode. That'd be a spicy episode. Imagine if they did this to your willpower had race on bump exactly. had to qualify on bump day. Like, like oh, I mean, because what this is this is going to be. Right well, I mean, and back to this needs to continue after the Indy Five Hundred. This entire show is just about. It's not just about the Indy 500, but that's going to be its central focus, which, sure, it's the Indy car series, but, it, you know, that's the ending of it, right? It ends at the Indy 500, yeah. so, I don't know, I just worry, there's fair concerns about it, but, um, we, I think we've talked about no, enough about it, um, let's move on yeah, to yeah. talking about, um, Andretti has signed two-time W Series champ. We got a lot of Andretti topics. Yeah, Andretti, Okay. Michael Andretti likes to spend money. I'm putting him on my list with Matt Colleg and Gene Haas, people that like to spend money. But Gene Haas does not spend money on the right drivers. Anyways, so Andretti signed two-time W Series champ Jamie Chadwick um, in Indy Next, which yep. is what exactly? <laughs> is that Indy just like... It's Indy It's Indy it's Lights. Indy Lights. Okay. They rebranded That's it. That's what I... Yeah. Oh? Sorry. No. Hold up. Hold up. No. What? Oh, mind. this is T. This is T present. They rebranded Indie Lights to Indie Next. Yeah, with the with no E. That is so gay and edgy. With no E. That is so edgy for no reason. Indie Lights was fine. Why would you Yeah. I I'm not mad about it. I, I get why people are kind of like weird by it about it. Um I feel like the E miss apparently there's like a wrestling thing that uses this in XT yeah. as well. People are like, why'd they just copy them? I'd but, rather like, they call the it next, IndyCar like, Jr. Next... I'd rather they call it IndyCar, IndyCar Jr. Jr. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'd Not prefer IndyCar, IndyCar Jr. Jr. than IndyCar next with our eleven cars. Like, that's stupid. Get the idea, it's Indy next, the next stars oh for real i get it but oh for real, for real? didn't nascar yeah. next wasn't that thing that was a thing i think it is yeah it's like, it still is a thing yeah 
I think it's, I don't know if it still is, but that's like it where is. a lot of the, like Kyle Larson and stuff like that, drivers like that were in there. Daniel Suarez was in it. Yeah, that's cool. All yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, Jamie Chadwick is going to drive an Indy next. Um, yeah, she's sorry. Sponsorship Back to the from point. DHL. Ooh, DHL's woke. I love them. That's cool. Um, I think Jamie getting her yeah. to IndyCar would be great. That's a good, this is great. Um, we need, yeah, she, a, we need a woman on the grid. We need a woman do. on the it, grid. Multiple she's women. She's still saying, she's still saying that she'll, she wants, there's still a path for her to go to F1. And I wonder if Andretti's offered her an F1 ride or something. That'd be if they get there. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because for her to say, well, there's still a path for me to go to F1. It's probably through Andretti now that she's signed this. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious if uh, she it can like if she's gonna dominate the same way she has in the W series, or if it's gonna be a little different. Because Andretti, that is the main team, main big team down at Indy next. Um, HMD, the team David Malukas drives for, has a bunch of like half the field in Indy next as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting if uh, how she does. I hope she does well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned F one. And Andretti and Cadillac have partnered. This is not a rumor. This is confirmed. This is, like, legit. They are going to partner to compete in Formula One. The majority of teams are still against them joining. I, like, (laughs) that is so petty. Like, y'all, what do you, that is so weird for all the other teams to be like, no, we don't want you here. Is this happening next year? Like, do we know when this is happening? Um, they said they want to try being on the grid in twenty four. Okay. So next year, and so the thing is, I think a lot of the teams are against it. Not only would they get less money, but they also would not because they would still use Renault engines. They have a deal with Renault. Andretti does to run Renault engines. So a lot of these teams are still against it because they lose money and they're not actually bringing in a new engine manufacturer because the Cadillac would mainly be like a sponsorship similar to how Honda was for Red Bull. And Aston Martin because they make cars. Yeah, and Aston Martin. Well, no, I mean, they use Mercedes engines in some of their cars, but like, yeah, basically that. Um, Which, like, get over it. (laughs) Get over it. I mean, that's... McLaren makes cars, but they use... Like, it's just... It's silly. I think it's silly, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I mean... But they're... Andretti's trying. Andretti's not giving up. And he's... Like you said, he likes to spend money. Like, how much money do you think it took to convince Cadillac to do this? This is... And that's a GM partner, by the way. How could that... If that were to happen, how would that impact NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA? Because F1, that's probably it is so GM. much more money than all I three mean, of those. That's the same, what, brand or umbrella as Chevrolet and... Yep. Um, well, yeah, Chevrolet. Like, <laughs> there um, could be huge dominoes here if GM joins. Just because Formula Michael One. Andretti wants to spend money. Um, listen. Yeah. How many times? Well, he bought part of Wayne Taylor Racing. Yeah. Getting Jamie Chadwick. Like, what? You are spending money, man. And, and there's another Andretti thing later, by Jesus the way. Jesus Christ. Whatever. It's um, not in this segment, but it, it's later. But so, speaking of new engine manufacturers, Ford is being linked to Red Bull. 
Mm-hmm. And apparently an announcement is coming soon. Ford, like as an engine supplier. Yes. Well, girl, NASCAR better so. get a new manufacturer because GM and Ford are just spending their money. Spending their money. Yep. It's going to run away. So, Toyota's going to rule NASCAR for the next two decades because Chevrolet and Ford are going to go bankrupt. Trying to do but something. Toyota's like two teams. Toyota's, Toyota's two, two teams. teams. <laughs> but literally, that's insane. What? Ford? Ford, girl, you better... I love it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I love it. But, girl, you better calm down. Don't get ahead of so, yourself, girl. So, initially, initially, when I was laying out this document for the podcast, Ford was linked to Red Bull to be an engine for 2026. And that's when the next plan comes in. And then the Sports Business Journal, Adam Stern, they tweeted and posted today that an announcement could come as soon as Friday. So I don't know if that means like Ford's going to be on the car for Red Bull, like starting this year, or if they're just announcing, hey, in 2026, this is happening, similar to the Cadillac Andretti thing. It's going to be interesting for sure. And this is a that's a huge deal. Just like GM and Andretti, Ford go into F one. Is this does huge. this this must have something to do with this American growth that F one has had, right? It oh, must hundred yeah. percent. That hundred percent. That's an interesting talk about dominoes. That's interesting to me. That is really interesting. That Ford and Chevrolet or GM now have curiosity or interest in Formula One. That is that is substantial and it is i'm very curious to see if this is factor cap um right yeah and then some sad news i feel like it's important to mention i debated on having it in the t or not this is more serious well i have something Uh, to say ken block ken block is a pro rally driver he passed away in a snowmobile snowmobile incident earlier this month at age 55 um I had known about his name. I didn't follow his career specifically. Um, this is devastating to hear. Yeah, it's um, sad he did a lot for that community for sure. Yeah, I remember someone someone brought it up to me. Um, I don't know if it was one of my mm-hmm. kids or someone I work with, but they know I liked racing, so they brought it up to me, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's sad." Um, so I mean, because that went around the news. Um, it did. Yeah, I I. I don't know. I didn't know anything about Ken Block, unfortunately. But it's sad when that happens. I mean, imagine if we lost. And it's also just kind of... When it happens outside of racing, it's even just more like... eh, It just really sucks then. Because... Yeah. But... Like, he always did these, like, dangerous stunts with these cars and just, like, crazy, you know, dangerous things... And, I don't know, like, he tempted fate quite a lot. Um, he did a lot for the racing community, though, as yeah. far as I could understand through reading about him. Um, very sad. Um, hopefully his family is doing okay. Like, yeah. it's been a few weeks. Like, it's not easy. Um, yeah, and there's and the RFK Racing, their test car for Brad Keselowski, it's like a tribute scheme to one of Ken Block's cars, that's which is really pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, moving on. Uh, SRX. I don't know if you saw this, Zach. They I are did. moving to ESPN. That's really cool. And they're going to be on. They're going to be on Thursday nights. No more on Saturday. Thursdays. Thursday nights are bringing back the 1980s Thursday Night Thunder on ESPN, which is Wait, really cool. That was a thing, like back in the day yeah. in the 80s. 
Thursday Night yeah, Thunder. Yeah, that, that's how. That's what Jeff Gordon. That's how Jeff Gordon got like noticed and everything. Jeff Gordon did Thursday Night Thunder. What was it? It was like what, like late models or something, or like I think. Oh, I'm gonna get called out for not knowing this. It's like USAC stuff, like sprint okay. cars and okay. just local so, stuff. Okay, okay, that is really cool. Then I think just in a vacuum, changing from Saturday night to Thursday night is interesting. However, mm-hmm. applying that to getting more NASCAR and IndyCar drivers is that brilliant? Because it's not in the middle of the weekend. Is that brilliant? Like. So far, it seems like it is, because not only is it on Thursday nights, but the tracks, if you look at the tracks that are on the schedule, a lot of those tracks are nearby NASCAR Cup Series events. It's like, for example, there's a race in Michigan the same weekend that NASCAR is going to be in Michigan. And so far, drivers that have been confirmed to race are include Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and for every week, but handful of races right kyle bush and kevin harvick are already confirmed a race i mean yeah it'll be exciting i'm so excited for this i love srx on thursday nights too it's gonna open up my saturdays yeah like i think in the summer it will make it a lot easier to watch it because it's definitely not going to conflict with anything what else is going to be on thursday night like and i love a thursday night race i love there i love thursday nights my favorite night mm-hmm. of the week is Thursday night. I because you just have the entire weekend in front of you. Not it's not even started yet. And I I love a Thursday night. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching SRX. Perfect SRX would literally be perfect if they had playoffs. Literally, and I've talked about this before. If they give it yeah. and then they have like a little championship race, perfect. This ESPN thing, I wonder what that's gonna be like. Um I assume What's going to happen to all the CBS personnel they had working on it, I wonder? I don't know. I feel like that a lot of them are going to end up being retained by ESPN. Um, I feel like Alan Bestwick being back at ESPN, I feel like that's probably going to happen. But that's going to make me happy. Let's talk about the implications Um, this has for the next NASCAR TV contract and if ESPN picks something up. Yeah, well... To talk about that i have we have schedule like the tv contract news later in the t yeah that this will impact that to talk about that. um but yeah see i think cbs had too high of expectations for the srx they wanted like two million viewers i guess oh. and you know they were getting about a million which is way more than i would have thought srx would get they even beat a cup race albeit it was rain delayed they did beat a cup race one time yeah uh, this or last year, um, yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah, and um, then one more thing. Sorry, I was like caught in the on. Um, <laughs> oh, um, what you, what you gonna say? No, 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 never mind. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to bring the next topic because. Oh okay. I when I heard about it, I didn't realize how bad it was. So the chili bowl, and I kind of forgot it even happened. To be, I haven't been paying attention, yeah. but I I kind of forgot it's this time of year. Having your two biggest drivers in your event skip it, that's not good. For no. it being low prize money, ten thousand dollars to win, that's embarrassing. 
That is embarrassing. Is embarrassing. My car is worth more than $10,000. My car there is worth are... $10,000. There are sprint car and late model races across the country where you can win hundreds of thousands of dollars. World, some World of Outlaw races pay a million dollars right yeah. now to win. Like, I totally understand where Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell are coming from on this because it's like... Isn't the Chili Bowl they, like the Super Bowl of, like, wingless midgets? Midget racing. Yeah. Like, I would say so. Yeah, and it's only worth 10k. Like, that's... Kind of measly, and all the time you have to be there a whole week, and all the preparation before that that goes into this, it's just kind of insulting, really. I mean, and at that point, it's not prestigious, is it? The, it loses the no. definition of being prestigious. How are you a prestigious event if you're not paying money to the winners? Yeah, that's not prestigious. And not to mention, not to mention the Chili Bowl. It lasts a week long, and then the main event doesn't happen till like one in the morning. Because they take, they drag it on, and then they gotta redo the track. Which understand, I understand it's dirt. They gotta do that. Yeah. But they need to figure out a schedule where it's like you're not. Your main event shouldn't be at one a.m. No, that's stupid. That is stupid. It's very stupid. And, and Larson won a different race that night. I forget where he was exactly, but Larson won another race that night. He's like, oh yeah, I'll be back here at the race he won next year. Or maybe he didn't win. They were just interviewing him. But he, whatever, they interviewed him. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's good to be here and be done already for the week. And I got more money or something. He got, yeah, <laughs> probably got more money. That's insane. And he's already won it. He's already but, won the Chili Bowl. So, like, why even go back at that point? That's sad. Right. That's really and sad. I saw, I saw some drivers that raced the Chili Bowl, like some midget drivers and some fans who were like, we don't need them. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Who? No one was. No one was really talking about it because exactly. Larson and Bell weren't there. I would never and watch the Chili Bowl if I, Larson is not in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm right. not. There's no way. And, you know, I normally am very excited for the Chili Bowl. And, you know, I watched the main. Like, it was okay. It was mainly just following the leader. It was a one-groove racetrack. Kind of, kind of a shame. But I didn't have, like, the anticipation. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is going to kick off the racing season. That wasn't... It this year. That was a Rolex. Yeah, again, the it Rolex didn't, it is didn't what kicked off racing this year. It didn't have the prestige. It didn't. If you don't offer prestigious prize money, you don't get your prestigious drivers. Sorry. Right. And I get and the economy's rough right you now. You know, that's just how it is. Um, Ricky Stenhouse and Chase Briscoe, they were both racing the Chili Bowl. Alex Bowman as well. But it's just like that doesn't entice me enough. I want to see the best of the best. Larson and Bell trying to win this for however many times they've done it now. Yep. I don't know. But um, to kind of wrap that up, we'll talk about something serious that happened in a minute. But uh, Logan Seavey ended up winning the race. Um, he did a couple truck starts, I believe, with Kyle Busch Motorsports. Really? That name um, sounds familiar, but I don't remember him doing trucks. That's interesting. Yeah, and he's this was his first time winning the Chili Bowl. He's been around for quite a while in the dirt scene. But he was driving for uh, Kevin Swindell. And if you recognize that name, he did a couple Xfinity starts about 10-ish years ago. Uh, he is the son of Sammy Swindell, who's won this race several times. Kevin himself has won it four times. Um, he drove for Kevin Swindell, who is now a team owner. Uh, Kevin was hurt in a bad incident in a sprint car a few years ago. So he, he's like in a wheelchair and everything. and. Wow. He's working on his own cars, and it's been really remarkable to follow Kevin Swindell's story as well here. 
and now he's a winner of the Chili Bowl as an owner. That's really cool. And he made a he made a comment that it was that it felt more special to be as an owner than a driver, which is really cool because of all the hours he put into it to setting up the car and everything. Really cool. Really happy for him. Um, yeah, with that. And then one other thing on the Chili Bowl, there was a. I don't know if you saw this, Zach. There was a very horrifying incident. Don't don't look up the video. Don't look up the That's video. That's all I can say. I literally just went no. to go look it up. Okay. Wow. What, no. what happened? It, it's it's so Ashton Torgerson, uh, it was in a, one of the I think it was one of the B mains or something, heat race. Scary crash. He got ejected oh. from the car. That's what I assumed. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's no, don't look at the video. Um Oh my god. I guess one of the straps he had were Velcro? I'm sorry? I'm like, why? What are we doing? And if I'm wrong on that, I apologize. But that is what I read about this. And it just came undone. And it just wasn't applied correctly. So who's going to jail? Like, who's going to jail for this? So, (laughs) miraculously, he's okay. Um, He... Later in the week, he went back to the Chili Bowl and, like, talked with fans and did interviews. Um, it sounds like like he had, like, a black eye and I guess there was, like, some blood in his brain and everything. But, like, he's going to be okay. I mean. But, like, wow, a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh, is he, like, going to make it? Like, it was bad. Very bad. Um, I have personally not watched the video, but I have... From what I've heard and read, it is not good. But I'm just very thankful that Ashton is yeah. okay. So it seems um, the belt's Velcro cover, it wasn't Velcroed, exposing the latch. Mm-hmm. Like, so it wasn't just Velcro, but the Velcro cover no. wasn't Velcroed. So perhaps that thing being exposed, maybe a piece of dirt knocked into the latch and not anything loose. like that yeah i mean i mean what it would have had to because how else do you fly out of a race car that's insane wow. yeah but it's just like why is it why are they even using that anyway I don't you know? know that's insane but i mean that's anyway crazy i <sighs> wow that's i'm glad he's yeah alive. that's all you can say i'm glad like, he's wow. alive I, i'm glad me too. Because Me too. most people aren't going to make it out that alive. That's insane. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. So, we're going to take a break. Um, One last break, and then we're going to get to the last bit of our tea. Um, hope you guys are enjoying All the NASCAR tea. I got some jokes coming up. Because, Lord, I got some... <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Y'all have lost your minds. We will be right back on the Gay Racing Podcast. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast for our last little bit of tea. Very NASCAR-focused tea segment here. Um, A NASCAR flavor of tea. Some of this stuff is insanely crazy. Some of y'all... Some of y'all need help. What are they cooking, Alex? Alex, what is Michael Andretti cooking? What is he cooking? What is Andretti cooking this time? What is he cooking this time? Andretti is interested in starting a NASCAR team after they get admitted to Formula One. Listen, Alex, so after I become a YouTuber... No, sorry. After we become the number one podcast on Spotify, what we're going to do is Mm -hmm. we're going to start a YouTube channel, okay? 
Then after we start our YouTube channel, we're going to make sure that we stream on Twitch three times a week. Okay? And we're going to get one Mm. of our three video editors that we currently don't have, but we will have, um, because we will. Um, We're going to have them help us out with that. Then we're going to, using all that money, we're going to sponsor a NASCAR team, Xfinity Mm. and Cup. Okay. Oh wow! Yes, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna sponsor them, and then after that, we're gonna sponsor probably the either the Kansas race or the Richmond race for obvious reasons. Um, why not both? Why, why not, not both? both? We'll have the money for it. All right. Um, yeah. So that's how Michael Andretti's thinking. Why are you even? What? Can you do one thing at a time? It's like twenty steps ahead while his IndyCar team is just dead. Right. His now. IndyCar team hasn't won a like, championship in like ev- forever. Like I think the last one was Hunter Ray, right? My so my guy, my guy, you are cooking seven plates at once. I need you to get the first person their food. Lord have mercy, they've been waiting on it. Like, what are we doing, Michael? Michael, what are we and- doing? If you all recall, this has been something Andretti's aspired for quite a while. What are you? If you recall, in in like 2012, it was rumored that Andretti was going to go into NASCAR to replace Penske as the Dodge team, and Kurt Busch was going to be the driver. That was a scenario that was out there. That's insane. So, so it's like they've you know they've kind of dipped their toes into the idea, but then never actually jumped in. Yeah. Could you imagine Andretti and NASCAR? Because then they'd have to get a charter. Like more money. How much money is that gonna be? How much money does he think he has? Because I know he doesn't have this much. Like how? Andretti is—they're building a giant HQ in, in like near Indianapolis right now. How much money is that? I smell—I t- smell some. I don't smell something good. There's no. How do you have this much money? It's, the kitchen is on fire right now. How is it possible to afford an F1 team and think you can then afford a NASCAR team? Also, what else are, What else did he do? I have to scroll back up the dock. I forgot what he did. Like <laughs> He bought part of Wayne Taylor. Like, what are you doing? Is there oh more gosh. Andretti in this dock? Is what? Is there going to be more Andretti in this dock, Alex? Uh, I don't believe so. I believe it's our last story. You of said the day. you don't think so. Okay. Let me check Twitter I don't and make think sure so. he didn't do anything else. <laughs> this man is crazy. Yeah, you're gonna You're gonna open up Twitter and see Andretti like I don't know, he's gonna start a, a supercross team. Because Rick Rick Rare Racing already shut did up. That. Rick no. Rare Racing has a supercross no, team. No, shut up. Rick Rare wants to be Aunt Michael Andretti so bad, but Michael Andretti will never no. have what Rick Rare has because Rick Rare is smart enough to know that he's not going to compete in any of them. He's just going to have cars in them. He's not going to win. He's anything. just there. He's just chilling. God, that's insanely uh, funny. That is crazy. That is so funny. Uh, and then, anything else to say about Andretti? I think move on? Rick Rare will win an F1 race before Michael Andretti does. Oh. That's bold. Rick Rare is going to be well, F1 one day. Somehow. Williams racing with Rick Ware. I can like, see it. It I'm might not be Rick Ware, but it's like when he gives it to Cody or whatever, or a family member, like they're going to be mm-hmm. an F1 and like, I might be dead, but they will be an F1 by then. 
Mm. Fair. That's the master plan. Okay. Um, I don't have much else to say about it, though. That's just insane. That's just insane to be thinking okay. about that right now. Um, So, this got announced over the weekend. NASCAR 50... Shoot, sorry. Garage 56, which is an experimental Le Mans entry. Um, NASCAR's entering with Garage 56 this year. And they announced their driver lineup, and I believe they showed off the car that's going to run Le Mans. Um, it did. And I think this caught people off guard because we were expecting, like, you know, NASCAR drivers. But we only got Jimmy Johnson, um, the only NASCAR affiliated mm-hmm. driver. Mike Rockefeller, who's a sports car veteran, and F1's Jensen Button. Um, think that's an interesting... Came out of nowhere. It's an interesting yet sensical combination of drivers because Jensen Button has experience, and I believe Rockefeller as well. They have experience at Le Um... I think they both. I think they both won. Yeah. So you know what? Fair enough. Jimmy Johnson, he's just one of those drivers that does anything. He's very accomplished in what he's done. Um, so I think you know what? That's legit. That's fair. Um, I think people expected you know Larson, Gordon, Elliott, um, somebody I'm else. I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised we're not getting Jeff Gordon. Very yeah, surprised. By it that. is a little disappointing. I wonder. Because it's not like they're really competing against anybody else. It's more of a just a... Yeah. I don't know. A showcase. It's, it is a showcase. So why did they feel they had to get... I mean, maybe it does have some appeal because now F1 people can be like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Maybe I can kind of see right. that as a positive. Um, like, Mike Rockefeller was kind of expected because that's kind of... You know, he helped a lot with the Ally 48 IMSA entry. And... That's that was basically Hendrick Motorsports. The Ally Forty Eight was, and Jimmy Johnson. That was obviously going to happen. Mike Rockefeller. I thought it was going to be those two and Jeff Gordon. Jensen Button, though. That's really cool. That is I, cool. That, that, I don't that, didn't, that didn't leak. That wasn't reported. Nothing. That just kind of was announced. I like that. That was awesome. That is cool. I think it's honestly kind of perfect. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it would have been cool to have NASCAR drivers in there, but let's have some experienced veterans alongside jimmy helping jimmy out um making that a truly quality showcase for what this race car can do and i to be honest i have not seen the car Mm -hmm. i have not seen the car i'm looking it up right now um it just looks like a next gen car so whole with with some things added to it um (laughs) it's got a bunch of arrow pieces to it but that's the kyle looks cool that looks cool it looks. It's got mirrors. Go. It's good, dude. It's got mirrors. <laughs> Wait a minute. Doesn't this mean it has lights? Headlights? Probably. They look fake, though. Almost have to. These look fake. Huh. I don't know. But it has to have lights. You're right. It has to have lights and tail lights and. They look fake. Well, we'll be. I'll be interested to see what comes of that. But that looks yeah. really cool. Don't bring that to Daytona, please. Or rather, don't bring that to um some. Don't bring it to NASCAR because the dirty air. Oh my gosh, that that is downforce. Holy cow! Looks cool though. Looks sick. And yeah, pretty cool. Exciting for that. Um, one more thing that I don't have in the doc is that Rick Hendrick was asked at this press conference was like, or someone with Hendrick Motorsports, they were asked, "Hey, you're doing the Garage Fifty Six." You're co-owning an entry into the Indy 500 next year with Kyle Larson and McLaren. 
are you going to be, is this going to be the sign of things to come with Hendrick Motorsports? Are you going to try out other motorsports? And Rick Hendrick or Hendrick Motorsports, they basically said, this is kind of us dipping our toes in. We're kind of interested. We're kind of looking around. Yeah, just looking. We not, might. Not and you like, know they had the Ally 48. Not like, yes, I will buy three race teams. Yeah. that that Not that. He's just looking. He's just looking. We we could see Hendrick Motorsports and other motorsports. That'd be pretty cool. Hendrick Motorsports will win an F1 race before Andretti. That's two now. <laughs> God. And then this is a... This is a, this is a small... But, well, maybe not small. It's a fun story. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Jeff Burton, and Justin Marks, the owner of Trackhouse, they purchased the Cars Tour. Have you ever heard of that? Tell you that what. Oh, yeah. Tour? Yes, I have. I have. Um, I'll tell you what, Justin Mark's another man that likes to spend money. Um, apparently he does. He does like spending <laughs> money. Spend... People, he's on that list with Matt Collig and Michael Andretti. I'll tell you what, I I need a running list of that. We're gonna, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna pay attention to that this year. Um, but so the cars tour and um, what well, that's like late models, right? Um, yeah, yeah, to an extent. Um, yeah. is that the same? They're not the same sanctioning body that does that one three hundred lap Martinsville race, is it? I don't think so. I think that's different. I don't. I think that's different. Yeah. That's um, different. But the but the reason I want to bring this up is that there's been some frustration with NASCAR, and our next topic also relates to that. Um, could this be a way that these drivers are like, "Hey, we're going to start our own version of NASCAR"? Could that be that, or are we overlooking that, overthinking it? Um, I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. If it wasn't Justin Marks, I would be like, nah. But Justin Marks, mm-hmm. he only spends money when yeah, it's Justin important. Marks. He spends money when it's in support, when it's important. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what what can like leapfrogging from Cars Tour to do more? I don't know. I this next thing is what I'm really looking at. Um, and our, yeah. can we just go ahead and because I don't know much about the Cars Tour, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, I, I will say that the Cars Tour is really good for short track racing, and Matt Weaver does great coverage on it. I mean, it's more and money. It's certainly more money for the yeah. scene. For, you know, Dale Jr., yeah. he has a lot of money. Justin Marks obviously it's, has it's, a lot of it's money. It's fantastic news for the short track yeah. community. Tell you what, call it that. Harvick. But, Harvick's yeah. a weird name to be there. I didn't think he would be the type to care, Um, to be honest, because he seems to just want to retire and just... I mean, he doesn't even really... He, when this was announced, Harvick said he wants to do more for short tracks and race more okay. on short tracks. That's why he's doing SRX as well. Okay, fair So enough. I think in his... That's we're cool. going to talk about his retirement in a bit. But um, I think post-racing career, NASCAR career, he's going to do a lot more racing on short tracks. And that's kind of what inspired him, I think, for this. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Because I didn't think he had any ambitions to really do that. But I guess so. Um, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So RTA, the race team Alli- racing team alliance, they have interest in doing kind of a winter stock car series. It sounds like, um, mm-hmm. Alex, we are not recording on Christmas. <laughs> we are not recording in the winter, Alex. I don't care what what Rob Kaufman has to say about it. Well, what if Kyle Larson does it, Zach? Okay. What are we going to do then? All right. All right. You got me there. All right. You got me there. <laughs> but 
but no this is very big news that is huge honestly that the rta they are allowed to do that they just cannot compete with nascar like at this they can't have a race at the same time a nascar races with their agreement the same but time they're able so, like, to just the same run their weekend basically yeah yeah so yeah. winter okay it Yep, that's, that's when it's that's when there's available time. Okay, but but like, how are you supposed to have a racing series in the winter? NASCAR for well, I guess it's just cold. They have but, uh, the South. They can do places in the South. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, like do it at like yeah got some tracks in Florida. Got some. I mean, mm-hmm. I well. I'd be curious to see what it actually looks like and who is in it. Like, what yeah. drivers actually go it, in it. Because, well, because it's the RTA, all the teams that are a part of it, such as Team Penske, Hendrick, all of them, they're a part of the RTA. They'd be in these races. So it would just like be these the NASCAR same... teams wow, would yeah. be the, in this. Yeah. That's insane. Like, they would have to have, they'd have to have different cars, but like, they could have the same drivers, I think. They could have they have, to have different cars is the main thing. They just can't, they can't use like, have the NASCAR. The next, they can't have the next. Wow. Could they? You, what if I, they bought I a know. bunch of Xfinity cars? Can they not use Xfinity cars? <laughs> Probably not. I don't. I don't know how that all works. But call up Ray Abraham, borrow like some, is... uh, borrow some SRX cars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think this is actually going to lead to anything but i think it's more like it's showing leverage toward nascar saying hey just a reminder we're able to do this if we really wanted to if you don't give us what we want yeah i think they're just saying like hey just a reminder we have more power than you do it's like a bluff but i feel like it's almost an empty bluff because like realistically how do you what is that actually going to do to nascar Really? They could do a lot. That's all the cars. That's all the teams. Not all the cars. All the teams. Not all the cars. All the I mean, teams. But but there's no NASCAR without the teams, Zach. No, you're right. But it's just like, I don't know what a winter series does to NASCAR. You know, like, what it does to them when they still Fair. have to then go and race. If anything, that seems more stressful on, on the teams, if anything. It's more money they have to come up with and more, right. but- more resources and... I, I don't know. Yeah. Seems like like I dangerous. said, I think they're just saying like, hey, we can do this better than no, I you get it. if we wanted to. It's just, I think it's just that. Yeah, I just think it's an empty bluff. That's my problem with it. It's like, you're not going to yeah. do shit. I, you should do shit, but you're not going to. Right. And I believe the current agreement with the RTA and NASCAR ends at the end of 2024. Bro, the world's going to and... catch on fire in 2024. There's a lot of stuff going on next year. But um, yeah, like we'll we'll see. And the teams have it's been very public from the RTA and the team side. Like, hey, we want more money. We need more money from the TV contract, which is our next topic. And like, we just need more money. And they're not getting that. So they're not getting a sufficient amount of money because they have to rely too much on sponsorship. So the TV contract is going to play a huge part in this. And that's probably when we'll find out if the RTA is serious or not. Which I guess we'll go right into that. Uh, the Sports Business Journal and Adam Stern, they posted this earlier today. Um, Fox and NBC, they both want to renew with NASCAR. But 
it is likely that Amazon could likely bid for a third package with NASCAR because NASCAR is really interested in trying to get a streaming implement into their TV package, which I think is smart. Yeah, I think it's smart. And it's, it's likely 20, to be Amazon. Yeah, that's smart. Um, yeah. Amazon, yeah, um, I mean, it is yeah. what it is. The, Adam Stern says that they are, NASCAR is aiming to complete a TV deal by fall of this year. Um, and in the article, it says that Fox and NBC have an exclusive deal right now to negotiate with NASCAR about the deal. So, and that goes until, I believe, April or March. <gasps> Girl! So... That doesn't mean that if there's no deal by April, that they're out. It just means they need more time. But right now, NASCAR can't go message ESPN and say, hey, do you want in? They can't do that. That's they have insane. to wait until April. Wow. I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. Wow. I didn't either. Um, so big moves are happening right now. But the fact that they're saying that they both want to renew means talks must be going well right now in yeah. this exclusivity period. Um, yeah, but then the, the streaming part, I wonder in the article, it says that NASCAR is not interested in having cup races only on streaming, but I wonder would Amazon get some truck races or some Xfinity races or whoever this third streamer thing is, you know, who cares? That seems to be more likely. Who's going to watch you a know, truck race? Who's going to watch a truck race on Amazon? Diehard fans who can't who? miss any race. Who? The five of them that are still left. There's no way you were watching a truck race on Ant. No way. I say as I will do that in th two years. Um, <laughs> like I probably would for Xfinity. I would for Xfinity. I don't know if I have. I don't even know if I have Amazon. To be honest with you, if like, you have Amazon Prime, you have their streaming. You might as well. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, it's the same login. There's no way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Pretty big deal right there. And that is going to have an impact on our last story, the I, RTA and the yeah how money will be lined up there. I thought it was interesting that um, Jordan Bianchi on the teardown said that NASCAR should really want to be back with ESPN. And I'm like... Really? Like, because, you know, then they're on Sports Center more, and ESPN has really grown with other sports, and um, I just find that interesting. It reminds me, because I remember when we left ESPN, everyone was like, great, because they didn't really care about NASCAR towards the end, right? Like, it, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Um, Personally, I doubt, like, why would ESPN want to come back and get NASCAR? Um, But... Formula One, they already have a hand in motorsport. But I think if I'm ESPN, I'm personally happy with just having F1. Yeah. In motorsport. You don't really don't need NASCAR. You have yeah. like every other and sport in the world. The, like, yeah, I think you're good. The, uh, the Sports Business Journal article does say ESPN and CBS, they'll probably, you know, talk a little bit. But, and they're, ESPN's probably interested, but it's just like, will they actually get anything i don't know that's yeah. kind of what the vibe is there but they won't and, be able to talk till march or april yep correct wow. and that's you know i'm a little it's a 
I just hope Fox does better broadcasts. They need to do better. We talked about that a bunch last year, but man. Yeah, this year. They're sticking around. You know, this year's really got to be a year they bring that back. And I think we'll talk about that in a minute. They got some different talent um, in some areas. But if I see a comic book Harrison Burton, I'm turning my I'm turning my TV off. I'm sick of the comic Oh, you'll book. see it. Please, no. Did they? D- Please stop. I've. I've been watching football no! lately, and whenever, when, whenever it's on Fox, they have the cartoon things for NFL. I think they have before NASCAR, so that's like Fox's like thing, is they have like the cartoon graphics. You good, Zach? No, I'm not. I won't be if I. <sighs> You're going to. I'm so sorry. I don't like it either. I actually, yeah, I hope well... Fox goes bankrupt. <laughs> I hope Fox goes bankrupt. I hope the power goes out at Daytona while they broadcast the race. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> but yeah, uh, Adam God. Stern's gonna be a great follow for the TV deal. That's gonna be a reoccurring story all year. Yeah. I bet we'll hear more like in March, February, or April when the, the exclusivity deal ends. But we'll start hearing more, more after when they start talking to maybe ESPN, CBS, etc. Yeah. Um. Next topic, this is a beefy one. Uh, Kevin Harvick is retiring at the end of this season from Cup Series racing. Do you have anything yeah. really to say about I mean, Kevin Harvick retiring? We kind of knew it was coming soon, I think. Yeah. Um, His career is impressive. I mean, he, you know, won races in 2001 when he was thrown into that, the three car, um, you know, he has won every big race to win. Um, and as late yep. as 2020, he dominated and had a championship caliber season. Um, so he's had like 20 years almost of just being at a very good level, um, especially with mm-hmm. Stuart Haas racing. He did not really have an off year with SHR. If any, it was maybe 2021, right? Like, yeah, because what he didn't yeah. win. He didn't want to race that year, did he? Um, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, so I mean that he's a he's a very impressive race car driver. There's not much else for him to do. I look forward to what he will do after this year in terms of the broadcast booth. Um, I think it's interesting to see what the season's going to look like for him because I don't know if he's washed because he's just. I mean, he's consistent. He's there, but I don't know. Now, like that's certainly. You drive different when you announce that you're going to retire. We've seen it. I mean, yeah. Jeff Gordon barely won on his retirement tour. Dale Jr. and Jimmy Johnson couldn't. Um, like, we've never really seen a successful... Tony Stewart won on his retirement tour, but we just never really see yeah. a successful retirement tour, so I doubt it's going to result in, like, you know, a championship. But I would, if yeah. anyone's going to prove me wrong, it's Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. I, I mean, he's in. He's he's not in his prime, but again, he almost won the championship two years ago, three years ago, I guess. Yep. So, you know, but we said we can I say the same about Jimmy Johnson when he was getting ready to retire. True. So, you know, whatever. Kyle Petty said it best one time yes. a few years ago. Kyle Petty did, and he basically said that when you announced your retirement, you're not fully there anymore, like no. in the like in the race car. Because you have all these additional appearances to just have to go to. It's like, hey, the track wants to celebrate you. Here's that. And you're having all these questions every week from the media. 
how's it feel to be here for the last time? It's, it, there's just a lot more on your plate with the media. And Harvick himself said that he's mainly doing this for his fans. Because, Aww. you know, he he, he, said, he said on the... Yeah, he wants he to go on the Carl Edwards. Download, he did want to go to Carl Edwards, but he also said on Dale Jr. Download a few years ago, he wanted to retire in 2021, but then he stayed because he wanted to drive the current car, the Gen 7. So, bro, that's it's, like it's me been in the plans for a while. That's me when I say I'm going to go to bed at 10 and then I'm like awake at midnight playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally right. That is that, literally that. Um, <laughs> so relatable. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick has 60 career wins, same as Kyle Busch. Um, as a championship, he could arguably have several more championships. He's without Jimmy Johnson. He's probably the he's probably the second best behind Jimmy Johnson of his era, you know. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, and it's gonna be weird not having him out there because he's kind of become the voice of reason in the garage as well. He's really been like the leader of like the older guys. Um, I really hope that he sticks around like on social media because he's you know last year he started being more active on his Twitter account. Oh, he needs to be I in the Fox that... booth. He needs to be in the booth. I don't care. He needs to be in the booth. And he's interested in that. He has said that he wants to line himself up to be available for a TV. He wanted to drive this car, so he's prepped for TV and knowledgeable about it. I could totally see that, him going to the Fox booth. That's really cool. Or that he, NBC. Wanted to be, he wanted to be knowledgeable yeah. about this car. That's really cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's why he didn't retire a few years ago. Um, it's going to be weird without him, and I hope he has a really good last season. I have a lot of respect for Kevin yeah. Harvick. And another thing is that his son Keelan is getting, I think he's 11 now. Keelan is, and Keelan has fast. His, his own aspirations, and his daughter Piper's doing like a little go kart stuff now. So he's going to have a lot more time to focus on stuff like that. But let's have a little discussion. Stuart Haas Racing is in a little bit of a pickle here. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Harvick's leaving. Uh, they just re signed Chase Briscoe to a multi year deal. Not surprising. Uh, Cole Custer's going back to Xfinity. They just signed Ryan Priest to the 41. Eric Almarola tried to retire, but then Smithfield said no. They That's locked him in Gene Haas's basement. They fed him only Smithfield yeah. bacon for a week. And was like, you are driving oh this tent. If you, if you sign this contract, we will let you out. So, that's what happened. And Stuart Haas Racing missed out on Kyle Larson because Ford said no. That was amidst the whole controversy a few years ago. Yes. And then Ford, not Ford, uh, Gene Haas didn't pay enough money to get Kyle Busch, I guess. Yes. Formula One's more important, I guess. Um, Whatever. <laughs> and I feel like Ford would have benefited from that if you were listening last year i was at a big ordeal about how ford and kyle bush make so much sense but it didn't happen and it would help them in but this current situation a lot it would they'd have a bunch of development drivers but ford did just they are now with thor sport again so now for they have Haley deegan and they have zane smith over at front row and they have all the source sport which is matt crafton Haley deegan who drives a 13 now I don't know. I'm forgetting who is else is that. Still Johnny Sauter? Does Johnny Sauter still drive the 13? No. Haley Deegan's in that car. That truck. Oh. Um, Ben Rhodes? But he's not ben going. Ben Rhodes? I don't, think he's, yeah. I don't think he's going, though. But I, you see what I mean? It's just yeah. like, that's... For Ford 
did, went over the went over there. And so Kevin Harvick yeah. is retiring, definitely. Big. Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe, they're fine. Eric Amarola, he wants to get out. He's wants to what I assume retire after this season. Um. So what do you do? Um, I know what they should do. So here's I'm gonna give you three that. things. The middle one's mm-hmm. not serious, but it's really funny. Number one, Zane Smith is good. Um, I he agree. just won the truck championship, right? Yeah. Yep. So he's great. Yeah. Don't know if he's ready for cup. Don't know if he will be ready by next year. He's also just one driver. You need two. Yeah. Cole Custer's also still kind of there, um, but he just got kicked to Xfinity, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Number two, they're going to have... Tony Stewart himself is probably going to have to get back in that car because they don't have nobody else to drive it. Sorry, Tony. Yeah. We need you. We ran out of subs. Fine. When the principal has to teach a class, um, for real, what they need to do though, Alex, hot take, mm-hmm. they need to downsize. They do not need to have four cars anymore. Ooh. I totally agree. So they here's the thing: should not have four cars. They have they, they expanded too fast. Have they honestly? I don't even. They did expand fast, but like they had years of 2018 where it was like, okay, this is worth it. I don't think they have shown that having four cars is very healthy for them. I don't know what Mm -hmm. team it was similar to. It was kind of similar to, um, I don't even know. I feel like there was a team that expanded to four and then was like, nope, this doesn't work for us. And they went back down. Um, but it's just like, they had like what Kevin Harvick was their only car that really did anything last year. Eric Amarola. Yeah. Well, did he win a race? No. I don't think he did. He won one in uh, 21. Yeah, so Eric Amarola didn't do anything. The 41 team didn't do anything. The 14 team didn't... The 14 team kind of did stuff, but um, they won races. Let me not act like they didn't do anything. Hell, he almost won. He almost made it to the championship four. Let me not... Let me not... But they have not had the performance (laughs) like Hendrick has even had, right? I mean, Hendrick, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Larson are, you know, top level. William Byron is growing. Alex Bowman, he has his moments. But yeah. Stuart Haas Racing, you just look at those four teams, and there's just no reason they need to be running four teams, especially with the situation they're in. You need to downsize, dude. You need to downsize. It just it, get that money from the charter. Sell it. If you sell a charter, you're probably not going to get it back, which is probably why they won't do it. Yeah. But sell that charter, you get a ton of money. You could use that toward three cars. I don't know. Could be worth it. I and, mean, yeah. and you're right. You mentioned some. You mentioned some drivers there, and I believe it was Jordan Bianchi or Adam Stern. They reported that Stuart Haas would be interested in Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain, both of them. Their contracts expire at the end of this year, but I feel like Chastain's probably staying at Trackhouse. I'd be kind of surprised if he left. And Bowman, his him staying at Hendrick, he has said he wants to stay at Hendrick, but that relies on if Ally stays or not. I feel like Ally loves him, though, anyways, so it's like, Ally's going to be they, one of those loyal sponsors. Bowman in his dirt car. Yeah, I think yeah. Bowman's not leaving Hendrick. I just don't see that right now. Um, Ross Chastain is also, like, how is he going to leave Trackhouse? I mean, 
come on that justin justin marks again people that love to spend money justin marks will spend money to keep ross chastain in that one car so i'm not too personally worried about or rather i'm not too convinced that that either of those two are going to happen so who do you have? So assuming they don't downsize, Riley right? Herbst. maybe Zane Smith, Riley Herbst could wreck some cars for you. Do you awkwardly bring Cole Custer back up? Do you rush Haley Deegan up and have another Danica situation? Do you, um, what do you do? What do you do, Alex? I don't know. Cause you, you'd have to, you have to poach. John Hunter Nemechek might be an option. Um, he could but going back to kind of a dynamic of a team i think a four car team at least one of them needs to be a solid veteran two ideally mm-hmm. um or w- veterans or proven race car drivers like hendrick's kind of in that situation they have larson and chase elliott they've won championships you have byron and bowman they're on the rise um they have some mentors mm-hmm. in that team but Stuart Haas, right now, their veteran's about to be Chase Briscoe after Almarola and Harvick retire. Yeah. I mean... And Briscoe's only entering his third season. I mean, dude. That's just... There's no reason they're, they should have four teams. There's no reason they should have four teams. It's not and reasonable. We're, we're not going to talk about it, but Joe Gibbs Racing's also in the same situation because Hamlin's getting older. Truex is probably going to retire. He seemed like he was going to last year, but he yeah. saved another year. You know, Kyle Busch is left over there. So there's two teams that are having the same issue. But focusing on Haas, I think what they should do, this is like if I were Gene Haas, this is what I would do. I would do what you're saying and sell one charter, have three cars. I would ask Kevin Harvick, hey, who do you think we should put in the four car? Because not only does Harvick have a KHI, his own like management company and everything, he has that, but he also knows how to scope out talent. Harvick's really good. He'll, he'll give you a good option. And I think of uh, Jeff Gordon picking out Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I, I think of something like that. I think Harvick could do something similar. It's like Harvick could just pick out some random guy in Xfinity right now and never know. But I would do that. And but if if not that, put Zane Smith in the four. I really think that'd be a really good option. Um Zane is what's going to go to Cup, if you recall, to replace Kyle Larson until Trackhouse bought out the Cup team of Ganassi. That was going to happen. So Zane Smith, I think it probably worked out better for him, but he was going to, he was slated to go to cup, which is crazy to think about. But, um, but no, I'd have Harvick's choice and, or Zane Smith keep priest. We don't really know what he can do in better equipment than the JTG, JTG cars. And then you have Briscoe. I think that's what I would do. Yeah. But, and then Custer, like, I don't, I don't know. Well, What's probably going to happen? They're probably move Custer back up to the four, which is going to be awkward and weird. That is weird. Um, I mean, I think Custer, he's a great race car driver, but cup cars aren't really the kinds of race cars he's, are, he's good at. You know, um, that's just 
I don't know. I they'll figure it out. I guess. Hashtag not my problem. Um, <laughs> but well, it is what it is. Um, That'd be interesting to follow. Very yeah, interesting. But they made some slip ups with not getting Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch. We can admit we they made some slip ups. Um, or Ford. Yep. They wouldn't be in the yeah. situation if they would have got at least one of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, or at least it wouldn't hurt as much. So Jimmy Johnson. Um, this was a big announcement. Well, we kind of announced this, or there, this was news kind of at the, um, but now we know his car number. So Jimmy Johnson drive, we'll dr- names. Yep. We'll drive the number 84 for a rebranded Petty GMS Legacy Motor Club. I did not know it was rebranded. That's interesting. <laughs> interesting. It's a interesting name. Legacy Motor Club. It feels like a... It feels like it's like some old people club, you know, <laughs> because yeah. of legacy. But like, it's like a nickname for some like, undercover, like, whatever. Um, cool. I I saw the paint scheme. Um, it's cool. I mean, I don't got much weight. Yeah, I, uh, he'll he'll have Carvana on the car for the Daytona Five Hundred. Is that the scheme you saw or the test scheme? Yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah, that number font's good. Um. I'm glad. I like the font. Yeah, that's good. That looks good. Um, that's a good car. Yep, solid. Um, that's cool. Um, do we not know any other races he's doing, or is just Daytona right now? Just Daytona at the moment. Okay, cool. Nice, awesome. Yep. Um, is Uh, we already talked about that? Yeah. Um, Ryan Priest will replace Cole Custer in the 41. Yep. So some talent getting switched out of Fox Sports. So Vince Welch is out at Fox Sports like completely it seems like which yeah was that like a I assume that was just like a decision that did he want to make it? Did he just want to spend time with family it's, or based on based on what Vince Welch said in his statement it kind of sounded like it was a Fox decision. Uh-oh. Whoa, that's weird. Why would you cut it kind, him? That's how it kind of that's kind of what it sounded like. So He's not going to be in the truck booth, and he's not going to be in the Cup Series pits. Yeah, that's um, insane. I, I'm glad he's not in the truck booth. That wasn't a perfect fit for him. That wasn't All respect for him. He's he was fantastic at the job, but not. He was fantastic in the pits. I mean, Probably the best, one of the best right well, now. Well, he's been doing this since like at least I since I've been watching NASCAR. He's been on the pit road for at least one race. Like, yeah. So it's kind of insane to me that now he's gone like i i own yeah. not only even on his but i mean matt yokum left too um i don't know if he got fired or left or whatever i don't remember but josh sims will yeah. replace him on pit in in the pits for cup and then adam alexander will be in the truck booth um so i assume he'll just double duty xfinity and truck booths for that part of the season yeah they they haven't announced but that's what it sounds like i mean fair enough i i love adam in the booth i know some of y'all don't but i don't care um so (laughs) so i enjoy him i'm excited for josh sims josh sims is great um josh sims is great he's a great talent um yes yeah and someone younger and new i wonder if that had something to do with the decision like they wanted younger and maybe josh sims is is obviously black i don't know if I doubt that had anything to do with it. Like, oh, we want more diversity on Pit Road, but maybe, or on the broadcast, and maybe, maybe it did. I don't know. I hope not, because that would make certain people very salty, and we really don't want that energy right now. Even 
even if that is the reason, I think it's fine because Josh Sims is very yeah. talented at what he's what he does. Oh yeah, definitely. It, like it's well deserved. Um, because mm-hmm. th- like I don't think I don't think that's the reason, but I wonder because it's just like why would you get rid of Vince Welch? But um, it is what it is. It's yeah. cool. Um, I'm excited for it. It's something new. Um, mm-hmm. trying to think if there's other personnel at Fox I want to get kind of swapped around. I don't remember. Put Larry Mack in the booth. Who else works in the pits? What, Regan? Regan works in the pits, right? Yeah. And, I think uh, it's just Jamie Little, Regan, oh, yeah, and Jamie. Josh Sims. Jamie Little with her makeup and... And the ponytail. I love Jamie Little. When I saw her at Richmond, she had the biggest smile on her face. She She's a professional. She Aww. really is. Um, what a queen. Anyway, so... There's a few more topics here. Read this next topic. I'm mad. I don't want to read it. So Bob Pockris reports that NASCAR is reluctant, in quotes, to increase horsepower beyond 670 due to cost concerns. Oh, Zach is mad, y'all. What? Shut up. Like, just shut up. I'm tired of hearing of it, too. It's the same thing that we've already heard, and I'm tired of hearing of it. That's BS. You are a racing series. What do you mean? Like cost concerns no before you said it was because you're trying to get manufacturers and now it's cost concerns okay okay sure probably cost concerns of the manufacturers sure fine that's you know whatever it it's bs their cars need more horsepower it's it's a fact especially on short tracks it's a fact especially on short tracks i don't know how much the drivers have to say it it's listen whatever um keep having horrible racing whatever um i don't where's the where's the manufacturer then where's the fourth manufacturer because we're still waiting is the fourth manufacturer in the room with us right now is the... <laughs> what what is that from hold on <laughs> i don't know i i've heard it though. it's wait yeah what is that from that's from like a show or something uh, <laughs> will the I will the fourth manufacturer please stand up Please stand. No one's standing. No one's standing. What are they cooking? What are they cooking? Jesus. Ford and GM stood up, but they're over in Formula One. Oh, yeah. They're already here, but. We'll need a manufacturer to replace one of them after they go Branker up, so hopefully this will literally become the Toyota Cup series. Like, Jesus. Honestly. I mean, whatever. Have fun. They need to do something. This is stupid. Um,. Or, like, get rid of all the down... I don't know. I'm not an engineer. But the drivers say to, they need more horsepower. So guess what y'all need? More horsepower. More it's horsepower. Listen to the drivers. That's it. Um, Dale Jr. has made the best decision ever. He is doing the Bristol night race in Xfinity. Um, ha- Can't I don't, wait. I don't think he's done it before since he retired. Has he? I don't think so. So this is because he's done mm-hmm. Richmond a few times and he did um what he did uh shoot I think well he did Martinsville Darlington? last year he did Martinsville last year he did Homestead he did Darlington but yeah so Bristol's probably like the last track that he like that he definitely should do that he hasn't done yet so yeah. obvious you know obvious choice there um that's I'm like, happy for him Dale Junior smart one race a year that's great just one for him just one yeah just one. Just one. I'm good. Nope. No more. 
No more. No, I'm not going to run five races. No cup race, cup series. No, I'm okay. I don't know her. I like my, I like my brain. I don't want to get a concussion. I'm good. Um, Jesus Lord. And to wrap it up, this last one, slay to our champion, our champion. You know what? He won the championship in November and I was like, that's cool. He's the champion. No, he's our champion now. Cause Joey Logano got hair implants. My boy looks hot. He, he looks young. Like he looks like he did in like 2008. He's I love a it. little baby again. He's hot. Oh my goodness. Like day of the week, the Joey Logano. He is cute. It's gonna be so weird when they interview him. Like that's gonna be like, oh my god, yeah, he looks different now. He's I mean I can't wait. And I mean I know because Listen, no one wants their hair to be thinning, right? And I think it's a very, it's very good that people talk about it. Like, I know Samantha Bush, she has, um, I forgot what it's called, alo, alopecia or something? Alopecia? Yeah. yeah. She has that. She's been talking about it. And I, like, I might, I have minor something like that. Um, It's some, it's not fun. It's, it's, it makes mm-hmm. a lot of men feel insecure, especially around, like, Joey and my kind of age, um, so getting mm-hmm. him, get, I mean, him spending some of that championship money on hair implants, man, go, go, go do that, Joey. Go do that. For him. Good for him. Good our, for him. Our champion. Our champion. I, our champion. Let's I go. genuinely think this year, he normally doesn't do good on odd number of years, especially years after he has success, but girl, I think he's going to He got the hair to change. He got, he got the new hair to change the trends. He's got, that was a whole idea. He's going to have some attitude this year. You know, he's going to have some attitude this year. He's going to have some good attitude this year, but, um, if I can, if I can make a prediction, go ahead. We're going to have like a, we're going to have like a prediction episode ish in a few weeks, but I have a prediction that Fox is going to have a bad skit. Oh no, you're right. Reynolds has a hair implant. Stop. Shut up. No, shut up! It's, I bet oh my it's gonna God. happen. They're gonna put Larry Mack in a wig and say he got hair implants like Joey Logano did. Shut up! That's a prediction. No, you're so I funny. Would money on it. Okay, but Alex, is it bad but, that I would actually laugh at that? <laughs> I would actually. Find oh, I'd laugh. I'm just saying Fox is gonna do it. I would buy Larry a wig. I would buy him. Tr- no, Larry. If Larry showed up to the Fox booth with hair, uh implants play of the week instant dude he just has this oh my god that's my prediction that that would be great Um, uh yes that's really funny um but yeah besides that that is all we have um that was a lot of tea i hope you guys enjoyed this episode so the clash the bush clash at the la coliseum is this weekend for us we're gonna be back next week to talk about whatever happens there did we want to make picks for fun? For fun. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. Not Let's for... make picks for fun. I am. Yeah. Jesus. I don't even know who's in. I, um... <laughs> I totally forgot about picks. Let me check the entry but, list. Yeah, I don't know who's in what. <laughs> make picks. God. Um, I'm just. Yeah. Let me. Let's make some picks. Some fun picks. Um, Fun. Let's see. Who do I want to pick? I, I'm not doing the notepad thing. I don't feel like getting it out. Um, yeah. I'm gonna pick. Me. I'm. I'm just choosing. I'm just choosing in my head. I'm gonna pick. Hmm. Let's see. Do I have somebody? You know. 
Sure. Sure, let's do it. Okay, I got it. I got my pick. All right. All right. I'm ready. You ready? Three, two, one. Joey Logano. Kyle Bush. Oh. One and two last year at the oh. Clash. That's insane. Yep, yep. I picked him again because just what I said, and I'm like, you know, Joey knows how to win things multiple times. I don't know. I just, he'll, he'll win it. He'll win it. I don't know. Then Kyle Bush is mad as hell. He's just going to come out with a bang and just win. With his new team. That'd be insane. With his new yeah, team. Yeah. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of bold. Wow. Um I got to say I wrote down our picks. Writing Kyle Bush with an 8 and not an 18 felt very wrong. God, that's I'm so not cursed. used to it. That is so cursed. Oof. So cursed. Wow. It's like a typo. All right, y'all. All right. So we will be back next week again to talk about the clash. Um, but I hope y'all enjoyed. Follow us at Gay Racing Pod on Twitter, as always. Um, I'm at Dreamy Zach GP on Twitter, and Alex is at New Gaiden on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for the support once again. Um, check out our last episode with IndyCar driver J.R. Hildebrand. It was a great discussion. We talked about so many things about IndyCar. Um. You know, obviously, 2011 Indy 500 and that kind of loss he had there. Um, his up-and-down IndyCar career, the mental aspects of racing, um, him enjoying racing again. It was Alex. It was a great conversation. I hope you guys check it out if you haven't already. But for now, 